Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 30, here on uh, a snowy Thursday here in Lincoln, Nebraska, Thursday, January 23rd. Uh, I think this is our first one of the new year, Brian. A uh, few different things to talk about. The winter, winter uh, early spring sports are full into effect now. We've got uh, both basketballs, both gymnastics, wrestling, bowling, uh, rifle, swim and dive, and baseball and softball are right around the corner. So track and uh, field, track and field too. I'm gonna say I don't. I think I got uh, everybody. If I it'd be easier them. to list the ones that are Aren't, not in uh, competition: volleyball, yeah. football. <laughs> well, and we'll have soccer. Beach volleyball actually be starting here in a little bit. So, yeah, that's true uh, too. but yeah, so- soccer and the heck, heck, they even have a spring season, and I'm sure spring football is not even that far yeah. uh, away. Cross country, well, I guess they run track. Cross country is about the only thing that's not going on right now. So. Um, well, a lot of different things to talk about. Um, not sure where to start at. I guess we can start real quick with uh, with football. A uh, couple new uh, assistant coaches on the staff since we last spoke. Um, Javon DeWitt left, went to uh, North Carolina. So a familiar face to the program is back in Mike Dawson. Uh, Mike had left uh, before last season, took a job in the NFL with the New York Giants. He is now back, um, now coaching outside linebackers, though. And um, new office coordinator and wide receivers coach next year will be uh, Matt Lubick, uh, former connection to Scott Frost from Oregon and uh, a few other places. So um, I don't know. If, I guess I'm sure you've talked to Mike Doss before. I don't know if you've had you've had time to talk with Matt Lubick yet. But I have not talked with Matt Lubick yet. Okay. Obviously, the the coach, the son of the legendary yeah. coach Sonny Lubick, made most of his fame at Colorado State and. You mentioned he was with Scott at Oregon, and after Oregon, he was at Washington for a couple of years. Took last year off, was into private business, but somebody that Scott really knows and trusts. And I think uh, a lot of the fans have heard this too, that he'll be a, a big time recruiter too. And I really think that'll be a, an upgrade on the recruiting staff with, with Matt doing that as well. But I think a lot of the, the offensive concepts and terms uh, he'll uh, bring some new ideas and uh, maybe some dust off some old ones from when they were at Oregon and stuff like that too. But I think it's a it's a good fit, obviously, for Scott and uh, and, and, and for Matt together. So it, it'll be fun to watch them work together and see what they can kind of come up with with a lot of talented skill position players uh, coming into uh, the program and the ones who are already here. I believe he took over before going to Washington. I believe he took over as the Oregon offensive coordinator after Scott left, if I'm That's not true. mistaken. Yeah. Um, some other slight change with the football staff. Uh, Greg Austin now still coaching the offensive line, but also uh, gained the title of run game coordinator. Um, and Ryan Held, still coaching running backs, but has now uh, had the, the uh, title of recruiting coordinator added to, uh, to his title. So congratulations to both of them. Um, well, let's move, uh, move over to the hardwood. Um, Again, since we last spoke, the Huskers uh, big uh, had a couple wins with uh, probably the most recent one people can think of, uh, the win at, against Iowa at PBA. Um, they'll be at the Husker men anyway. They'll be at Rutgers on Saturday. Um, I'm sure you've talked to Coach Hoiberg over the last couple weeks. Uh, I guess what is he what is he seeing out of the team from a growth, growth standpoint? Yeah, the Rutgers game is already uh, the second rematch of, mm-hmm. the, of the season. We're only, what, eight games into the schedule and playing teams twice already. So Rutgers defeated Nebraska. They're a very physical team and gave Nebraska fits here in Lincoln a couple of weeks ago, won by 16, 17 points. So 
and Rutgers just entered the AP Top 25 poll for the first time since 1979, and then they lost at Iowa last night by uh, by a couple of points. So uh, they'll probably maintain that ranking, I would assume, if they could uh, beat Nebraska on Saturday. But they're one of the league's uh, most improved and um, bigger storyline type teams of this season. I was just um, gonna say, do you remember where they were picked preseason, and would you say they're maybe the biggest surprise? The- I, I, I would assume they were picked low. I don't know exactly how low, but yeah, one definitely. I, I think you could label them the surprise team uh, positively mm-hmm. in the in the Big Ten. But the Big Ten's just been so all over the map this year. At, you know, Michigan State is in first place and probably the most stable team, but they lost by 22 points at Purdue, which is lost at Nebraska's, and they've been swept by Illinois and. Uh, yeah, it's just the the is league is really topsy turvy from top to bottom. Isn't that kind of a microcosm of college basketball to hold this year? Yeah, it, it is. Like. It is. There's a lot of uh, there's there's no really great teams this mm-hmm. year, and there's a lot of really pretty good teams, and uh, probably a few really bad ones, but not that many either. It's just it seems like it's really it's really even throughout, and I, I don't really think there's such a thing as as an upset this year in in any league in any. With any teams, it just seems like, oh, well, they beat so-and-so, beat so-and-so, at so-and-so, all right, well. And then they turn around and lose to somebody that they're not supposed to or beat somebody they're not supposed to. It's just been that way across the board in college basketball this year. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's been, I think for a fan, it's it's, it's fun to watch and, and to see different teams rise and um, maybe see some of the other ones, the Blue Bloods, struggle a little bit. But I'm sure it's got to be stressful and what not for a coach though to to be involved with that so uh but yeah your, your question about hoiberg and what he what he thinks of the team improving and everything i think he's re- relatively pleased overall with the improvement is you know the competition's obviously been ratcheted up a notch with the with the start of big 10 play but um with nebraska's lack of overall size inside uh they've had to do a lot of double teaming triple teaming with opposing teams big men and leaving perimeter players more open and letting them attempt the three-pointers and hope they miss them. And Wisconsin didn't miss the other night. They made 18 of them. Yeah, and I didn't, I, speaking of um, post-play, uh, I think I remember seeing the note that we were actually like plus 15 or 20 in the paint the other night at Wisconsin, which was kind of a Probably because they made 18 three-pointers. They also, when you make 18 three-pointers, you don't have to shoot it for the paint. But So, they're, I mean, part of their strategy works. They they, yeah. they, they shut down the inside, but uh, the deal with that is, is you got to hope the opposing team doesn't shoot lights out on you, yep. and, and, and Wisconsin did. Now, teams like Iowa and Purdue, they didn't. They couldn't mm-hmm. make outside shots, and look what happened. Nebraska won. Uh, Michigan last night lost to Penn State at home. I They were... I think shooting like 23% on three-pointers. I think they made four out of 20-something. I don't know what it was. but And Michigan comes here next week on, on Tuesday night. So, hey, if uh, if the Wolverines shoot like that again, Nebraska might have a chance. But it, it really is. It's, it's, it's their strategy for a lot of games this year is to, uh, with their lack of size, is to really bear down and plug up the middle and take away that and then, and then hope a – team uh, gets uh, gets cold from the outside or at least doesn't get what Wisconsin did the other night and it's it's interesting too that they made 18 three-pointers and they're you know Nebraska's on the road and gave up 18 three-pointers and still only lost by 
twelve and actually had the lead, and it was a one point game at halftime. So, but a you know a couple of big runs early in the second half was kind of spelled the difference in that game. So, but yeah, I, I think he's generally pleased with their effort and, and attitude and want to and all those sorts of things. They're just uh, they're just shorthanded right now, and uh, when when shots start falling for them, that's that makes it that much more difficult too. But. You know, the one thing you can look at, you know, aside from the Creighton game, they've, they've not really been blown, blown out this year. The, you know, the Rutgers game was 16, 17 points and lose by 12 at Wisconsin. They lost by eight to Indiana last week. They lost by a point at Northwestern. They lost in overtime at Indiana. Um, we'll see what happens with Rutgers in the rematch this uh, this weekend. That's that's not a favorable matchup for Nebraska by any means. So, And they'll have Joe Baker back this time, too. He didn't play last time mm-hmm. for, for Rutgers. So um, I still think they have a few more wins in them and probably will win a game or two it shouldn't and hopefully end of the season uh, on a positive note. Yeah, so, no, so uh, kind of over the next week, Huskers, as we've already said, they're at Rutgers on Saturday. That's a 1 p.m. Central start. That game is on BTN. And then uh, back home on – then the next two games are at home. Uh, Tuesday against Michigan, 6 o'clock. Um, that game previously was kind of a TBA on what TV that was announced today, that that game is going to be on ESPNU. So that's uh, Tuesday, 6 o'clock here in Lincoln, ESPNU. And then uh, next Saturday, home again, um, we'll host Penn State. Uh, that's a, also a 6 p.m. tip. Uh, TV is uh, BTN. So, Huskers um, have been on the road, uh, what, three of the last four, and now they'll be back home for a couple and then back on the road to Iowa and Maryland. So, um, we'll kind of see what happens over the next couple games. Uh, the other side of the court, uh, Amy Williams' team, kind of a tough loss last night, down early. Came all the way back. I believe took the took the lead late, and mm-hmm. um, I was not at the game. I don't know if you were, but yeah, I, I was I heard, there. I heard Amy's post game, and it was kind of the hey, we we reminded them, hey, we we got the lead back. Now we can't stop, and it seemed like it was one of those cases where fought so hard to get back, mm-hmm. got got the lead, and then kind of tailed off. Yeah, after when you that. when you expend so much energy and emotion, yep. and you see it a lot in comebacks like mm-hmm. that, where a team. And, and to recap, Nebraska was behind by 21 points yeah. um, in the second quarter, and they ended the second quarter on an 11-0 run, so they got it within 10 at halftime, which is exactly what they needed to do. They just needed to get within striking distance, and, and then they, they struck, and they took a, uh, a lead of actually four points, though. So they outscored them by a 25-point margin there in the middle to late portion of the game, and, uh, and then Purdue went on an 11-0 run late in the game to to go back ahead and uh, Nebraska could, just couldn't get stops late and again I think you can attribute attribute some of that to maybe lack of energy or focus just because they use so much energy and emotion and passion and all those things to, to get back into the game and to and to rally which you like to see but uh, it's that, that, that's a tough deal it really is you see that a lot of times when when teams come from way way behind they'll catch up and go ahead and then and then give it back up at the end so but uh that game was probably lost in the first quarter though when purdue was uh, playing very very well offensively they were 11 to 14 in the first quarter and four of those were three pointers and uh, nebraska had some what i would call uncharacteristic turnovers uh, and led to some layups for purdue and maybe didn't play the best defense but credit nebraska for for coming back and uh, 
shooting very well and clamping down on defense and getting back into the game. But, yeah, it's unfortunate because when you do see a team come from way behind like that and take the lead, you'd like to, to see them finish it off. But So uh, that didn't happen, so a tough loss for the Huskers last night. Yeah, and they were just coming off a a good win over a Michigan team on Sunday where they won by three. And they were behind in that game, too, yes. by 13 points. So that was twice in a row where they've fallen behind yeah. by double digits double digits at home. And uh, that's, uh, you, you know, you don't want to make a habit of that. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're now fourteen and five, four and four in the conference, and um, lost three of their last four. And the stretch doesn't get any easier because now you're mm-hmm. playing three of your next four on the road. They're uh, they're at it's going to be a Nebraska doubleheader on Saturday. The women are at Wisconsin. That game's at eleven on BTN, and then that'll that'll flow right into the men's game at Rutgers that starts at oh, one. Yeah. So both on the road, <laughs> women's game on BTN, and then followed up by the men's game. Um, then the Husker women are at Minnesota next Thursday. Um, that's a BTM Plus game. Um, then they're back home, Ohio State, February 2nd. Uh, that game's on NET. And then they're back on the road at Iowa uh, two weeks from today. So, uh, yeah, three of the next four on the road. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, get, 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 get a couple wins on the road, and then you're kind of right back where, uh, where you're at over this last couple games. So. Uh, but something that you were just doing before we got on here, you were interviewing a Hesker wrestler, and a big event for them this Friday is uh, they're hosting. Well, they got two two duels this weekend. They host Penn State on Friday and Michigan State on Sunday. Um, but kind of a be kind of a different setup on on Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. Many lines are number one in the country, I believe, um, and they're doing a little different setup. The stage is going to be. Um, a little or the stage the the mat is going to be elevated up on a stage i'm going to do some different lighting some entrances so um making a real production out of uh, a friday duel um i'm sure you're writing something about it mm-hmm. uh, so you don't want to share too much but uh, i guess who who were you talking to before we came in here for the podcast and um kind of what's the, well, what's the excitement level talked to friday? coach manning yesterday and talked to, to taylor vance tonight or today before i came into here and just kind of about the setup what you mentioned about and the importance of this duel with with Penn State you know they've won eight of the last nine NCAA titles and uh, obviously the, the the kingpin of the of the big pen and of the big of the big ten so it's a uh, a prominent program and uh, Pennsylvania's got like 800 high schools with wrestling programs so it's like a, a feeding ground for for wrestling and for recruiting so that is a is a big part of why Penn State is so successful. But uh, hoping to make it a huge atmosphere on Friday night. It's also the the Pepsi Pack the House one dollar Pepsi and hot dog promotion. Yep. So on top of that, with uh, with be, with it being on a Friday night and the uh, the center stage set up and the and the lighting and everything, uh, I think it'll be a fun atmosphere and um, both for the for the players or for the wrestlers and for the fans. But to try to knock off one of the permanent programs in college wrestling and then come back and face Michigan State. That's uh, in conjunction with the men's gymnastics meet with the annual Rumble and Tumble where they do the the two programs participating at the same time. It's usually the women's gymnastics mm-hmm. program, but uh, the schedules didn't align for them to do that this year. So uh, the men's gymnastics team home opener uh, will be in conjunction with uh, with the wrestling meet on Sunday at two o'clock, so that'll be kind of fun to see some some different events and 
uh, actually more events in men's rest, uh, in men's gymnastics than women's gymnastics. Yeah. So there'll be a, a lot going on at the Devaney Center on Sunday. Yeah, it's a cool event. I, I took my son to it a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, they basically just split the Devaney in half and got wrestling on one side and gymnastics going on the other. I believe uh, the gymnastics team hosts Iowa. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a cool event. You constantly have something going. Uh, wrestling's in a break. Gymnastics it's like a circus. <laughs> like, literally, it is. Yeah, there's yeah. something always going on. Yeah, I, there, there will not, I don't think there's any elephants walking around or clowns, mm. but, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. It's a, a little red. It. <laughs> it's true. There's a little red. Well, I don't know how Aaron would feel about, our, our cheer coach would feel about us calling him a clown, but, um, but yeah, it's a very entertaining thing. Um, bring the family something out. Something fun for the kids yeah, is it's something. It's something fun for everyone to watch. I mean, someone wants to watch wrestling you can do that and then if somebody else wants to check out the gymnastics you can, you can take two things at one time um let's see what else we got uh, a lot of home there's some other home events this weekend the mark colligan memorial um track meet is on saturday 11:30 at the devaney center um that's a scored meet um i don't remember the three other teams that are in for that but it's kind of always uh, fun to go to a track meet where there's there's always competition of the race but this is a team scored meet where mm-hmm. Depending on how everyone does in each event, uh, those those get tallied up, and there's actually a a, a, a winner for the the whole event. Um, rifle team has uh, TCU in town. I believe number one TCU. They're hosting them on uh, on Saturday. Um, let's see. We already talked about women's basketballs at home. Uh, the tennis team, I believe, is also home on Saturday. Um, Actually, that's on Friday. Tennis is 5 p.m. Women's tennis Friday at the Dillon Tennis Center. Um, uh, one of the, the swim and dive, also at home on Saturday, they host Illinois, um, their final home meet of the year. I believe it's um, senior night for both uh, uh, rifle and swim and yes, dive. It's their last it's the home, home, uh, home events of the year. So uh, swimming is 11 a.m., um, rifle, swimming. Tennis, all free events to, to take your family out to. So if you're looking for something to do. Uh, and the rifle team coming off a big victory over Navy. Always good to beat Navy. Yeah. I, is it? I think so. Okay. <laughs> you're not worried about that? No, because wouldn't you assume that, like, I, I, I probably don't want to get into it, but if you're really good it's at. It's a standing at, joke. At, at, yeah, I, I get it. If you're really yeah. good at the rifle, you maybe aren't on the rifle team at Navy. I don't know. Oh, that could be. I mean, maybe you're somewhere else in the world. So That could be. I never thought of it that way. That's how I've always thought about it. So, um, Women's gymnastics, not at home, but they are at Michigan State on uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock. That, that's on a BTN Plus. And wrestling, I believe, uh, is on BTN. So for those that can't make it out to the Vanny Center tomorrow evening, um, you can watch the Huskers hopefully pull a upset of number one Penn State. Yeah, that'll look really good on yeah. television with the atmosphere and the center stage and all that going on so it should be a fun a fun night um so we said husker baseball and softball not far away first games for husker softball are only about two or three weeks away first first week of february um husker baseball will be a week after they actually baseball believe starts opens practice tomorrow afternoon um any other things you're working on coming up that people can expect on huskers.com can't really say, well, yeah, I can say we're doing, um, it'll be a couple of weeks down the road, but in conjunction with the digital media, talking with Fred Hoiberg and Dr. Chris Bach and how the NAPL, the uh, Performance Lab, is working in conjunction with the basketball team on 
uh, a lot of analytical stuff mm-hmm. and uh, physical performance stuff because that's something that, that Coach Hoiberg has been used to from the NBA and uh, was really impressed with what he saw with the NAPL, NAPL when he got here. So kind of delving into that a little bit more. But again, that's going to be a couple weeks down the road. I know you're a Royals guy. Are you also a Chiefs guy, or does that? I like to see him do well. I'm not. Okay. A, I'm not a diehard like him with with the Royals, but yeah, I'm definitely rooting for them and glad to see them uh, get in and happy to see Alex Gordon get a one more yeah. year with the Royals. So we know for sure what's going on. We can applaud him and assuming that this is his last year now. So I would assume so. I don't think he's. I don't believe he's actually said it's his last year. But if he's coming back on a one year deal, I've yeah. got to assume this maybe kind of the last run. So last um, raw. Everyone's got one more year to, to go down and see, uh, see Alex play in Kansas City. So, All right. Well, next time we'll be uh, a little bit closer to Husker baseball season and, as always, even closer to spring football. So until then, talk to you later. Bye.